0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Daniel. We're in the seventh chapter, and we've just seen where Daniel's had a vision a dream, a night vision, as he described it. And he's seen all these weird things. He's seen these beasts. He's seen uh, the ancient of days. He's seen a horn talking with the mouth of a man. And he doesn't know what this means. So let's pick this up. This is the seventh chapter. The 15th verse says this. As for me, Daniel, my spirit was distressed within me, and the visions in my mind kept alarming me. I approached one of those who were standing by and began asking him the exact meaning of all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. Now, this is really interesting. We spoke a little bit about this uh, yesterday, I believe, that he's having this dream. He's having this night vision. And throughout, we've seen where he says, I kept looking, I kept looking, and I kept looking. Well, now he approaches somebody in that. So he's gone from looking in the dream that we realize that he's actively involved in this vision because he approaches somebody. He walks up to somebody and says, hey, can you tell me the exact meaning of this? Okay. What does all this mean? And so he got an answer. Verse 17. This is the answer that this uh, being, (laughs) it's not to really describe, just ask him, okay. This is the answer he gave beginning in verse 17. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings who will arise from the earth. Well, that gives us some insight as far as how to interpret some things. Remember when we first encountered uh, these animals at the beginning, they were uh, brought up by the stirring of the great sea by the four winds of heaven. Remember that? So now he's we're learning that they are literally four kings who will arise up from the earth. Verse 17 says that. Verse 18 continues. But the saints of the highest one will receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever for all ages to come. Now, folks, this is really profound because this is actually giving us interpretation not only of this right here in the seventh chapter, it also gives us some insight into what Nebuchadnezzar saw in the second chapter. Okay, remember the, the the great tower, the great statue. Okay, that thing. This has given us some insight to that. Look how quickly it sort of covers things. I mean, this is covering literally thousands of years of time. He says this. These great beasts, there are four of them, and there are four kings that are going to arise from the earth. Then verse 18 starts off with that powerful word, but note what we learn here. The saints of the highest one will receive the kingdom. The saints of the highest one. Who's the highest one? (laughs) Who are the saints? The highest one is the most high God. Okay? The highest one. The saints, that word literally means uh, holy ones. Okay? The ones that are separated apart. Dependent upon the context, it may mean angels. It may be referring to those that are believers, which is what it is here, that believe, okay? But the saints of the highest one will receive the kingdom. Notice this, the kingdom. So there's gonna be four great beasts who will arise from the earth. Okay? These four great beasts are kings, okay? And they will arise from the earth. But. The saints of the highest one will receive the kingdom. Remember, uh, I spoke about it yesterday in Daniel 2, where Nebuchadnezzar has that vision, the dream of the statue, and there's a rock that is carved out, but not by hand, a stone that crushes all these kingdoms, hits at the feet of the kingdom, crushes all of them, and then out of that arises a kingdom that will be forever. Notice what it said here in Daniel 7. They will receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever. And just in case you don't understand what forever means, for all ages to come. So these type of verses right here give us tremendous insight into all these other passages that people often have questions about. You know, what does it mean over in Revelation? What does it mean in Matthew and Thessalonians and some of the other other prophets? These kind of passages right here give us insight. So keep this in mind. The saints of the highest one are going to receive the kingdom. And they're going to possess the kingdom forever and for all ages to come. i tell you what, let's go ahead and press on. We'll read a couple more verses. may not be able to discuss them in detail. So you would think that Daniel would be ecstatic, right? Well, perhaps he was. But note what he says. Verse 17, I mean, verse 19. Then I desire to know the exact meaning of the fourth beast. <laughs> Remember Daniel, he would seen these beasts, and the first three beasts were, you know, like a lion, like a uh, like a bear, like a leopard, and with wings and various things that were like this, like this, like this. But that fourth beast was a great, terrible, terrifying beast, and by the fact that he omits the phraseology, it wasn't like anything he'd ever seen before, and he'd actually wanted to know the exact meaning when he approached this being in verse sixteen. Well, the being gives him the answer about the four beasts, but it wasn't exact enough for Daniel. Verse 19, then I desired to know the exact meaning of the fourth beast. And then he describes this fourth beast again, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful with his teeth of iron and his claws of bronze and which devoured and crushed and trampled down the remainder remainder of the kingdoms with his feet, verse 20, and the meaning of the ten horns that were on his head, and the other horn which came up, and before which three of them fell, namely, that horn which had eyes and a mouth, uttering great boast, and which was larger in appearance than his associates, so Daniel goes back and he reiterates uh, the things that he had seen, okay? The things that he had seen, uh, verses what was it, 7 and 8 in this chapter, about this fourth beast. But he gives a little more insight into it, okay? But he's driving home the point, hey, I want to know what the exact meaning of this fourth beast is. This fourth beast had such an impact on Daniel. He realized that it was exceedingly dreadful, exceedingly terrifying. This wasn't at all, and remember what Daniel had been through. He had been captured by the Babylonian Empire, by Nebuchadnezzar. Okay? He had seen horrific things. He understood these things. I mean, the things, the terrors of life. But this one right here really, really rattled him. And he wanted to know what it meant. So he 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 declares it again to this being. Wait, guess what? The next verse starts off with, I kept looking. <laughs> okay, we'll look at that the next time. But the, the being, we'll come back and we'll give him some insight, but I just think it's some interesting how Daniel really, really wanted to know what was going on with this beast, but particularly with that one horn that had eyes and a mouth and uttering great boast. And then this little caveat that we just learned, which was larger in appearance than its associates. This right here is going to become pivotal in understanding what the scripture tells us about things that were to occur yet future from Daniel's perspective and have been fulfilled, but also things that are to occur that are yet future, even from our time. The Lord gives us what he wants us to know. We need to learn it and then be satisfied with it. Trust him. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time and I'll see you in the next episode.